you're listening to the Coaching Matrix private podcast with Amber Smith. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this private podcast. I am really excited to bring you this episode today. It is from The Art of Deep Coaching. So if you want to watch me teach this, and I do refer to some of the graphs and maps and concepts visually throughout this program, um, I still think you're going to get a ton of value out of it just listening to it again on this podcast. But I wanted to talk about the power that's in this this episode in this program, the art of deep coaching helps you be a better coach, but it also helps you understand how to create transformation for yourself and for your clients through elevating consciousness. And this is an important, I think just an important concept for all results that you want to create in your life, whether it's business or life or relationships, you can use this episode to change your own life. I know that it'll help you become a better coach, but I also know it'll be a better, it'll help you be a better human. So listen with your eye, like listen with your ears wide open. Um, listen for that integration that we talk about. Listen for how to elevate in consciousness. And I think you're really going to enjoy it when you listen with the perspective of like, this is for me first. And I say that in the program. Um, but listen another time with the ears to hear the things that you need for your own life. And I think you'll get a lot out of it. Okay. I'll talk to you soon. Enjoy. All right. Welcome to the Art of Deep Coaching. For all of you guys in the Coaching Matrix, this is our first program together, which I am super excited about. Um, And I've been thinking a lot, a lot about what I want to bring to this program. This program is going to be about you first. We always do the work for ourselves before we can do it with our clients. And so especially today, it's going to be all about you. And I want you to listen, not for what you already know. I don't want you to think about the things that like, oh yeah, like I've heard that before. I want you to listen for integration, a deeper level of understanding, um, a deeper way um, for you to understand yourself because we can only go as deep with our clients as we can go with ourselves, right? And I think I learned that from Rich Lippin, so I want to give him credit. Um, But today we're going to be talking about perception. We're going to be talking about how to see our life differently, which is what we help our clients do, right? And so I first, Chelsea, I need a moment for us to meet your mother and for us to applaud her for giving birth to you. Chelsea, you're so funny. And actually Chelsea was a huge part of this program. I think you know that Chelsea, right? Our conversation, she was like, you need to teach um, how you coach. And so this was like a co-creation with some of my clients and just overall, like doing this work with you guys gave me so much inspiration for this program. And so I'm excited to do this work with you. Um, I want you to take a second and ask yourself, what do you want to get out of this program? I think we take a lot of programs. I know for, if you're like me, like I take a lot of programs myself as a client, and sometimes we kind of get into the groove and it becomes autopilot. And I want to increase your intention and awareness of how you're going to take this program so that you can be changed. One of the things that has really changed my life is I try to be a different person after new information because that is integration. We're not just, I don't want you to just um, take this program and get more information in your head because that just clogs our mental capacity. It slows us down when we just get more information without actually applying it. And so when you think, when you consider this question, what do you want to get out of this program? I don't just mean more information. Like what do you want to be different about how you coach or how you live your life? 
And just, if you can, I would love if you wrote it down. I have paper because I'm going to be doing this program with you today. It'll be interactive. It's not just going to be me talking, even though I will be talking a lot. <laughs> okay. And if you have questions, go ahead and put it in the chat. Um, so it can be a little bit more interactive. All right. So just take a second. What do you want to get out of this program? And maybe if, if the word resonates, like what's your intention for this program? I really believe this, this slide. Coaching is not about fixing our clients' problems. It is about helping them elevate their consciousness. Then they solve their own problems and create their own results. And we're going to be talking about two different ways of thinking about elevating their consciousness and um, the tools in case you're interested are the map of consciousness by David R. Hawkins and then the emotional scale by Abraham Hicks. I'm gonna use them kind of interchangeably because we're gonna talk about the spirals and I'm just gonna show you what I mean. <laughs> um, when I say elevating consciousness, I mean being at the top of these two scales, right? So let me move you guys. <laughs> Enlightenment or joy, appreciation, empowerment, freedom, love, both of those at the top is like the ideal, right? That's where we want to be. That's where we want our clients to be. That's where we make our best decisions. And ourselves included and our clients often come to us at the lower part of um, the scale, right? Fear, anxiety, blame, worry. And our goal as a coach is to help them elevate in their consciousness, move up the scale so that they can see their problems, see their life differently so that they can make new choices, they can create new results. And this is the work that we do ourselves first. The reason that I can coach deeply is because I do this work on myself all the time. At the end of today, we'll be talking about like what I actually want you to do, like the integration of this information in your in your day-to-day -day life, moment to moment. And so just take a second and look, you know, just even just, it's great to be aware of your own experience. I like the emotional scale. It's like, it's words that I resonate with more, but I like the map of consciousness too, because um, there's just a different way to understand the spiral idea, right? Just identify like, what are you feeling right now? Can you identify yourself on the scale? And just be honest and loving, but also like truthful. How are you feeling right now? And I love using our emotions as an indicator for our consciousness level, not because like, it can fluctuate, but also I, I believe in emotional intelligence. And so the reason I like these words is it's words that we all understand because consciousness, some people, especially on the left side, the map of consciousness, it can be like, I don't understand <laughs> um, like levels of consciousness if you are familiar with David R. Hawkins work. But I think it's important to be just self-aware of your emotional state because that can is a great indicator for our level of consciousness. Where are you at? Okay, I can hear someone's piano. I don't know who's playing, but if you don't mind muting, that would be great. Okay, and it's important to understand that we can spiral up and spiral down, right? So we can um, trend a certain way, depending on how we're perceiving our life. And for me, in this way, the way that I approach coaching and this work is it's all about perception, which is another way to say that is the thoughts you are thinking about what's happening in your life. And depending on how you perceive your life, your circumstances, even your emotional state, that's going to determine which way you trend because it kind of works like on the side, you're going to see like two spirals. You can spiral down 
or you can spiral up. Like you, we've all had those days <laughs> where it's like you trip on your kid's toy and then you like bonk your head getting into the car and then you hit a red light and you're like, oh my gosh, like this is the worst day, right? Like it just, you start the spiral down, but it's also, we can spiral up. And it's important to know kind of where you are on the scale or where your client is on the scale because you know which way, like if they're come to your session super positive, it's gonna be easier to spiral up and celebrate and get into the bliss and excitement. Um, but if they come to you on the lower end of the scale, like you're just trying to alleviate suffering and getting them more into neutral, which is in the middle, okay? Um, this is all about you today. So we're gonna be talking a lot about your steps and I'm gonna share three steps. We're gonna talk about these three steps a lot in this program. Um, like I said, the point of coaching, the point of doing this work is to rise in consciousness so that we can, one, be more aware of our problems and more aware of the solutions. It's really hard to be aware of solutions when you're in despair, powerlessness at the bottom of the scale, right? It's a way easier to be more optimistic. Well, when you're, op when you're feeling optimistic, but it's way easier to experience solutions, see like how you can make it better, more joy, more um, of an elevated experience in your life when you're on the upper side of the scale, right? It's not morally better. And I think that's really important to understand because part of the work we do as coaches and doing this work is like all emotions are valid. And I, and I believe that. So I don't want you to confuse this as like, it's better to be happy. Sadness is valid. And when we feel sadness when, or powerlessness or whatever, like whatever feelings we have, it's okay. We don't need to judge it as bad. We just also know the best way to create the life of our dreams and to create the results that we want is to raise in our, in our emotional state or a rising consciousness. That's how we create the things that we want. And so these three steps, I want you to get really familiar with them. The first thing we have to do is accept what is, whatever currently is happening, not, which means non-judgment. It also means telling the truth of, to ourselves about what's going on in our life, our circumstances, our emotions, right? Not, nothing's good or bad, it's just what is. Number two, we're gonna be willing to shift our perception or the way we think in the current moment so that if we're in suffering or if we're on the lower end of the emotional scale, we're in despair, grief, anxiety, whatever, we accept it, we're not judging it. And then we're gonna ask ourselves questions which we're gonna work through today, like, am I willing to see this differently? And maybe you're going to like have some questions come to you that you ask your clients. Um, the reasons I can like whip out questions is I ask myself these questions too. And I think it's a good skill to have when you are familiar with what questions to ask. They'll just come naturally on your client calls. And then step three is going to be allowing the new experience or emotional state or level of consciousness, however you want to explain it. Um, and that's really hard. Sometimes um, it's really hard to accept the new level that we are experiencing. Like um, if you're familiar with Gay Hendricks' work, The Big Leap, he talks about upper limits, especially for high achievers like you guys who are coming to a Zoom call at 9 a.m. on a Wednesday morning. <laughs> like our work really is allowing more joy, allowing more success, allowing more visibility um, and emotional freedom because that's not our normal. So we're going to have some resistance. So these are the three things that um, most of us work on with our clients and with ourselves. You're either in like, you're trying to accept and not judge what's happening or you're working on shifting your perception or you're working on allowing this new level that you've been working so hard for. So we're gonna talk about these three things a lot. Before we do that, I want you to write things down as it is. 
And so just before you judge it, before you try to say the right thing and be, you know, a teacher's pet, <laughs> just kidding. Um, answer these questions with the first things that pop up. My life is blank. And I'm actually going to do this work with you because I think it's, it's really good to see first. My business is And then if I could change one thing, it would be Oh, sorry, Tina, I just saw what you said. My goal for this program is to go past thought work and be, be with people on a deeper level. This is going to help you. I love that intention. It's beautiful. Because thought, as you can tell, thought work is part of it, but we're going to go deep into being. So I'm glad that that's your intention. It's awesome. All right. So perception, like we said, is like how you're looking at your life right now. So I hope you actually did that because um, this is how you actually integrate and not just get more information in your brain because that's not what we're after. So I love, there's a book called, I have it right here, The Gap in the Gain. Has anyone read this? If you have, will you just type yes in the chat? Because I love this book so much. Our goal as coaches is to help people have a, a, a great quality of life while they achieve what they want, right? Who we are in the gap. And what I love about Dan Sullivan and how he talks about the gap of where we are and where we want to be is like, there's an experience here. We can experience lack and frustration and obsession and never feeling good enough and being really hard, feeling unworthy, shame. All those things are available when we look at the gap, but we can also cross the gap in a way that feels fun and expansive and wholesome and like love and abundance if we look at the gains while we bridge the gap. So we're gonna do this work for you, okay? Um, sorry, I'm... Lindsay, you've read it. I love it, it's a good book. Um, so maybe you've already done this work, but do it again. <laughs> do it again today with your current state of being. I want you, and if, if you're busy, you're listening you know, to the replay or you're in your car or whatever, come back and do this when you can really sit with um, this information. So you're going to make two columns, the gap and the gain for your own life. And I want you to pick an ideal. It can be for your business. It can be for your body, for your family life. What is your ideal? Another way to say this is like, what's the goal, right? Ideally, you'd have blank. And on both sides, for the gap and the gain, you're going to write the same ideal, okay? And then you're going to write start, which is like at zero. So the example that I'm going to give is like making 100K in business because that's like the, the, the thing that everyone talks about in the industry, right? And we all started at zero. And then you're going to write achieve, which is your current results. Okay. So what the, this is like how we live our life, right? We have, we start with nothing. We start from no results and then we achieve something. And then there's the gap between our achieved and our ideal. And when we experience lack frustration, the lower end of the emotional scale, it's because we're measuring what we've achieved against our ideal. And what I think is so powerful is making the shift to seeing our gains, which is where we started and what we've created, right? 
And so you're going to see like if I did used 100k business as an example and I judged making 50k against 100k I'm going to be like I've only I still have $50,000 to go like I feel frustrated, I feel like overwhelmed, I'm judging people, I'm jealous of people, right? That could be my emotional experience if I'm always looking at the gap between where I am and where I want to go. And our clients do this too, right? It's like, I haven't done this yet. My marriage isn't what I want it to be yet. My body isn't what I want it to be yet. And that's when we experience the lower end of the emotional scale. But if we look at from where we started to where we are, what we've gained, like, look at this difference, right? Like, holy crap, last year I made nothing. And this year I made 50K. Excited, you know, optimistic, abundant. Like, that's a totally different experience, even though the current circumstance is the exact same. Right. And this is like what we do with thought work. Um, it's just changing what we think about our current results. And I, but I like the idea of the gap in the game because how often do you do this? How often do you look and find lack in what you've created and experience all the lower on the lower end of the scale emotions? Right. Like we all do this. We all get jealous or we all feel like we're not enough. We feel shame. We feel guilt because we're human. And like I said at the beginning, this isn't a place to judge our experience and our emotions. It's just, we know building a business, creating the family life that we want, the marriage that we want, all the results that we want don't happen when we're feeling that way. And so the moment we can stop judging it and just witness it and then do this work to start seeing the gains, that shift in perception creates a totally different experience for us. Like I said, today's about you because the more intimate you can get with this process where you're all, always shifting your perception to the game, what's great about life, the more you're going to be able to do, your, do that with your clients in a way that doesn't feel judgmental, it feels natural. And maybe you're already doing this. And I just want to give you more context and depth. Um, because our perception is literally creating our reality and it's creating a client's reality. And when we can do this, like, ooh, everything can change in a moment. Right. Everything happens in the current moment. If you're familiar with my work, you know, I'm all about like be present, get in your body, like become an embodied person, feel it in the moment because all our power is in the now. We're not changing our perception of the future. We're changing our perception of right now. And so that's why I love this work, because with your clients, like I love what Tina said about, you know, be the way of being with your client when you're really present, you bring them into a higher level of consciousness because you can see where they're looking at the gap and where they can start looking at the gain. And then that elevates their consciousness and then they can actually achieve breaking or uh, meeting their ideal and creating their ideal, which is what we want to help. We want to help them create the results and have an amazing quality of life while they do it. We don't need to shame ourselves or be frustrated along our journey. Okay. So I hope you've actually took the time to write it down. Like what's your start? What have you achieved and what's your ideal? And some area of your life. It doesn't have to be business. I just know coaches have businesses. So I use that example, but it can be about anything you're working on personally. And what, when we talk about the three steps, um, have you, if you've noticed, like we worked through that just in a different way with different language, this is just what we do with coaching over and over and over again. This is the pattern accepting what is without judgment, shifting perception, and then allowing the new experience. And so we're going to kind of work this process. How am I actually feeling right now? And I had you do this at the beginning. Like, where are you right now? And I'm going to go through um, mine, (laughs) 
like as I was creating this presentation, I was like, I'm gonna give them like a real life experience. Um, after we go through all these questions, what perception am I choosing that is creating that experience for me? And so like right now you're, you're sitting on a Zoom call. It might not be, you might be bored. <laughs> you might be excited. You might be like contemplative, like whatever it is. Um, but we could also do this with maybe something more intense. So maybe if you're thinking about your business and you're feeling frustrated by your business, what perception are you choosing that's creating that experience for you? I, and actually, like I recommend doing something that's a little bit more polarizing, not neutral. If you're feeling neutral, pick something else. So like pick something that would evoke an emotion in you. Maybe it's a friend that you're struggling with. Maybe it's your marriage that you're struggling with. Like, how are you feeling when you think about that? Maybe you're sad. Maybe you're anxious. Like, I think it's easier to really do this work if it's something real and it's something on the lower end of the emotional scale, not because it's bad, but because the point is to rise in consciousness. And then if you can be really honest, what perception are you choosing that's creating that experience? How are you seeing this? What thoughts do you have about that that's creating whatever feeling you identified? This is one of my favorite questions when I coach and when I coach myself, is that absolutely true? And we're talking about the perception, not the, that, not the feeling. So let's say um, I'm in a fight with my best friend. <laughs> I'll just use that it, so it's different in business. I'm feeling frustrated and sad, heartbroken, and I'm on the emotional scale. Maybe I'm anxious because I have to see her tomorrow. What perception am I choosing that is creating that experience for me? that she's mad at me. I'm perceiving that she's mad at me and that she doesn't like me, but I'm not enough. That's a perception I have. Is that absolutely true that she doesn't like me? No, it's not absolutely true. It feels like it in this moment, but that, that question can set us free. It can set your clients free when we can be really honest about our thoughts being just thoughts, not real, right? And like, if you study the model from Brooke Castillo, like this is similar to just identifying the difference between a circumstance and a thought. What else could be true here? And I really like this question. I do this when I'm in traffic. I do this with my three-year-old. <laughs> um, like what else could be true here? Like I'll do, I'll do this experience like for my three-year-old, right? What am I actually feeling right now? My three-year-old just threw a tantrum. What perception am I choosing that is creating that experience for me? Like sometimes it's like, she doesn't care about, she doesn't care about me, which is hilarious because she's three or like this shouldn't be happening is a really big one for kids. Like this shouldn't be happening. Is that absolutely true that she shouldn't be throwing a tantrum? No, three-year-olds throw tantrums. What else could be true here? And a lot of times it's like, she could use a hug, right? Like it's, it just expands our view of what's going on. And then my emotional experience changes. What would I like to be true here? I really like this question too. It's like, what, what can I glean from this moment that I would like to be true? And then what is my experience like now when I accept that? Okay, so I'm going to do a real life example, like what I'm feeling right now, or at least when I was creating this, this um, thing, right? How am I actually feeling right now? Nervous. What perception am I choosing that's creating that experience? They're thinking I'm lame. You're all judging me, right? Like I could have those thoughts. I could look at you guys on my video screen and be like, oh, they're not getting this. They, they don't think I'm qualified. Like I could choose that perception right now. But is that absolutely true that you're thinking that? No. 
what else could be true here? They're enjoying this. What else, what would I like to be true here? They're getting a lot out of this. And then when I really accept that experience is true, like I'm empowered, I feel light, I'm peaceful, okay? And we do this in the moment throughout our day. This isn't something that we only do in our journals in the morning, right? Um, in fact, you, when you can start to tell which way you're trending, it's really important. Like even if you just pick one question out of this list, it could change your whole life. Like for me, what would I like to be true here is a game changer for my marriage, for my kids, for my business. Like what would I like to be true here? And that can change my experience in this moment. Um, and so like I already mentioned, like the macro version of this would be like in a self-coaching session in your journal or whatever, or an actual coaching session with your client or when you're being coached, like this is what we do, right? We shift our perception so we can, so we can create a different experience. But on the micro version, which it, for you, like I think is way more useful, way more life-changing is in the daily little moments, like what I listed, when you're driving, when you're doing dishes, when your kid's interrupting you, when you get in a fight, when you feel bad, when you wake up in the morning, when you feel anxious, like this is available. And so some other three questions that I want to just give you for your toolbox is like, how else can I see this? What is a better feeling thought? And what else is true here? Not all thoughts are created equal, as we all know. <laughs> um, what I'm more interested in is like the polarizing thoughts, the thoughts that create like a reaction and experience in your body, that's when we do this work, right? If the thought is neutral, neutral, it's easy to rise in consciousness and it's easy to um, create a different emotional experience. And I think that that's actually a good practice too, but especially when you're on the lower end, when you're spiraling down, like, and this is, this takes some like practice because I guarantee you when you're feeling frustrated or despair or grief or powerless, it's really hard to ask yourself, what's a better feeling thought, <laughs> right? Um, but if you're willing to like go there, the point of this is not to jump from powerlessness to enlightenment. The point is to go up one emotional experience at a time and start trending upward. Okay. And same for your clients. In fact, a lot of the work we're going to do is like skill sets for helping your clients when they're feeling powerlessness, like your job isn't to get them to love. It's to get them to feeling bored or neutral, right? Like you're trying to get them just up a rung on the ladder <laughs> and this, this work starts with us. So it's like, if you're feeling on the lower end of the emotional scale, how can you just feel a little bit better? Um, and I remember when I was introduced to this work, like I had a real life example. I was um, in my house and I stubbed my toe really bad, like so bad I had to go to the doctor. It was like black and blue. It was so bad. And then like my kid threw up that day. It was just like one of those days, you know, where I was like trending downward really fast, it felt like. And I remember I had just learned like reaching for a better feeling thought. And I remember having a lot of resistance to doing that because when you're trending, it's like, even think of like gravity, right? Like it's like, I'm being pulled down it takes consciousness, it takes presence and awareness to ask yourself this question. And that's why I want you to actually do this work. Don't just like read this and be like, yeah, like this sounds great. And then do nothing different. If you're always asking yourself, what's a better feeling thought? You will trend up way more than you trend down. Okay. So I actually want you to consider no matter what's going on in your life, no matter how you're trending, especially if it's, you're on this one, 
ask yourself, what's a better feeling thought? And what will, that will do is it'll help you see that like even one small step in the right direction can totally change your experience. And that's what we want to offer our clients. Um, and so I want you to choose to see the gains. That's like, I introduced that um, concept because I think that that's a really cool just vocabulary word to use like gap versus gains. Cause it helps it like, you can immediately start to see like, well, when I started, I had nothing and now I've created this. Maybe I never worked out and now I work out two days a week and that's way better than nothing, even though I have a long way to go, right? We're always looking for the gains in our life because that changes the quality of life from going from point A to point B. And the other big thing, the big takeaway I want you to remember is that the point is not to jump um, to multiple levels, like on the emotional scale, the point is to trend upward one emotion at a time, okay? And so I'm curious, if any of you have a question or a thought um, or you want some clarification on what we talked about before I jump into the next thing. How's this landing? Did you actually do this work for yourself? <laughs> Love it. What thought would give me a little bit of relief? Yeah, I love that idea, Kylie. That's awesome. Yeah. And like we do this work and this is something that I like if you study self-help and coaching, like a lot of people say the same things in different ways. And I found it actually like that distinction is super important. So if the way that I said it didn't hit, find your own way of saying it. So for me, it's like what else is true here is super powerful. Have you guys um, read Loving What Is from Byron Katie? Like this, this work is very similar, right? And so that's the reason um, at the beginning of this call, like I really wanted you to be open that like, even if you've heard it before, we're looking for distinctions that will like change your life. Um, because I think it is in the distinctions that like changes our experience. Like we said, talked about like, it's just like one emotion at a time all day long. It's not this like huge breakthrough. In fact, that's something that I really want to warn you about like as a coach, if you're always looking for the huge breakthrough for your clients, you can miss the beauty in helping someone move from powerlessness into anxiety, right? Like even like that doesn't sound like that's what they want, but you're moving them up, right? And so when we let go of the need for this like big breakthrough where clients crying and their lives change forever, like that's beautiful. And I think that's part of deep coaching. And sometimes a subtle shift will lead them to a breakthrough outside of your coaching call or six months down the road, like truly anything that moves them into a higher level of consciousness is the goal. Um, what else could be true? Yeah. It's amazing how something so simple is so powerful. Great reminder for to slow things down as a coach. Yeah. It's like a simpler turnaround. Yes. If, if you're studying Katie's work, like totally. If I was reviewing this carousel on Amazon, I would rate it five stars, Chelsea. <laughs> Thanks. Um, because this is what I've, I really believe coaches, like we get so in our head because on a call, and we're going to talk about the, the four things that happen on a coaching call. I'm just going to kind of tease this idea, but we'll talk about it more in depth on another session. There's what you're thinking and what you're saying to your client. And then there's what your client is thinking and what your client is saying. Right. And it's like ping pong back and forth. Like you say something, it makes them think something, it makes them say something. Right. And so this ping pong game is happening and that can be like very time consuming in your own mind when you're trying to like anticipate what they're going to say. 
when we slow down and remember that this whole conversation is about elevating their consciousness, you don't have to have these wise words, but they will come. You don't have to have this big breakthrough where your client's like, my life's changed forever, even though that's possible. That's not the point. It really is just moving up the emotional scale. And so I'm curious, like for you, when's the last time you actually did this work where you actually chose a better feeling thought? Because one thing that has changed my life is realizing that there's thought thoughts and then there's thought feelings. <laughs> there's thoughts that like, I mean, we have 64,000 thoughts a day. Like not every thought has an emotional reaction in my body, right? And those thoughts I'm not super interested in. I'm really interested in the thoughts that create an emotion. And that's what I'm looking for with my clients is like, what are they thinking that's causing them a body experience? Because those thoughts they've held on to. And when we can do this gentle, I love um, Tina, like that turn turnaround, like that, like just a gentle shift where we're not judging as a coach, we're not judging their emotional experience. It's not bad because this is something that we're going to talk about too, is codependency um, with our clients. Like when we see our clients on the emotional scale as bad, if you're a good person, what are you going to want to do? You're going to want to save them, right? We want to like immediately change our experience right now. And I think that that's, that can cause a lot of um, problems for you as the coach, because you're always going to be wanting to save your client from their emotional, like their, their, their lower emotions, but that's not the point there. There's a beauty and intelligence to be found when we do this work, right. In those emotions, when we don't judge them. And so what I've like my personal work, and I'm sure you guys are going to resonate is like the less we judge our own emotions as bad, the less we'll judge our clients' emotions as bad. So when I'm feeling powerlessness or sad or grief, I'm not judging it as bad. It's just, I'm realizing this isn't how I'm going to create what I want to create, but I don't need to change it even right now. And so that's something that I, I should have spent more time on. Those three steps, the accepting what is, the shifting perception and allowing the new experience doesn't happen necessarily like in a moment. If I'm on a coaching call, my, my job isn't necessarily to get them to the new experience. It literally could just be processing what is, finding non-judgment and giving them a small shift. And then they send them on their way. It's not to get them to like enlightenment on our call, right? And especially depending on how far down they are on the emotional scale, my job could literally just be one or two emotions different for the call. Does that make sense? Um, because I think when I was a new coach and a naive, a naive coach, I just wanted everyone to leave my coaching calls, like enlightened, like that's just what I wanted. <laughs> um, and as I healed my own judgment of emotions, right. Even though it's like on the, the low side, like there's no judgment there. It's just realizing it's part of human life. And my job is to work my way up the scale, not because it's bad, but because higher levels of consciousness are going to create the life that I want. Like what a difference when I feel sadness or when I witness myself in grief or jealousy or whatever shame, you know, whatever emotions I'm experiencing, I don't have to have judgment for it because I've done that work with my clients feeling an, an emotion on the lower end of the scale. I don't have judgment for it. I don't want to fix it right away because if I'm judging it as bad, I'm a good person. I want to fix it. And I bet you guys are very similar. Right? Like we want to like fix things um, <laughs> because that's how we feel better, but when emotions aren't bad, 
we just get to sit with them and shift their perception. Okay. Um, I'm going to tell you a story. I had this like little membership. This was a few years ago. And I don't know, was anyone on this call in that membership when I had a membership for like 30 bucks a month? Was anyone here for that? I don't think so. If you were, well, you say yes. It's so fun. It'd be so funny. So I had a, like a little membership for coaches and it was $30 a month. And I would just, I just had like a coaching call every week. And that's, that was my offer. And it was going good, but it was taking a lot of time. And I decided to shift in a different direction. And one of the coaches on that call was very upset with me, like with me on the call. And so she came to the call, the, our last call, and she was like, I'd like coaching. So I brought her onto the hot seat and um, she was really mad at me. Her emotional scale, well, she was like mad and was feeling very powerless if I was going to put like a, lab, like a label on it, um, which I can see even then, like I was labeling it and I felt like kind of um, hot. Like I was like, oh my gosh, like she's mad at me. She feels powerless. Like, how am I going to fix this? Right. Which isn't a good question. But I had the wherewithal to like slow down. I took a really deep breath while she was talking because like it was in front of everyone and she was pretty upset at me for changing my offer. And I just like breathed and I realized like I can be the neutral witness for her, right? Which is part of what we do as coaches, even though it's about me. And I witnessed that she was feeling powerless and I realized I could help her, even though it was about me, even though perception she was choosing about me. And this is what's so powerful about coaching is when we can be the neutral witness, when we're not judging, when we're present, we can deliver amazing coaching no matter what it's about. And in this case, it was the first time someone was like mad at me on the call. And so she got on and she's like, I'm just mad. Like, you know, I can't afford anything. Like, this is what I can afford. I can't believe you're taking this away from me. Um, I just feel like I got ripped off. I feel like you don't care about me and like all this stuff. And like, I, like I said, like, I just had to check myself. Like, what was I, because like, this is like the ping pong, right? Like, what was I making that mean? I was like, I'm not going to make it mean a dang thing about me. I'm going to coach her on how she's feeling powerless. And all I did was like, okay, can we accept that? Like, like I went through the three steps, right? Like I was like, like helping her accept how she was feeling instead of having resistance. I walked her through like, and I helped her articulate the way she was seeing the situation. And I also challenged her, which is, which is something we do as coaches is to challenge them to change their perception and she didn't like, it wasn't like she was like thanking me. She did thank me later and I'll get to that on why, but like, she just got to a place where she was neutral in it. Like, I'm okay that you're ending this, this offer. I'm okay. And as I coached her, she just slowly moved up the emotional scale and she was able to leave in a place of empowerment, at least like she could see that she was creating her experience. She was more neutral about the scenario. And she was like, almost, it, it felt night and day, even though she wasn't like on the high end of the emotional scale, she was at least in the more neutral zone. And then a few weeks later, she messaged me and she was like, that was some of the most powerful coaching, not because like you fixed my problem. Cause you didn't, you still took away the offer, but like, I could see how I was creating my experience and also how I could choose a new experience of whatever happened to me. And I remember that was like, so meaningful for me and for her because like, it was just like that ping pong idea. Like we both were having our experiences. We both accepted them without judgment. We both chose to change our perception and we both allowed a new experience. 
And that's what's possible when you do this on a micro level and a macro level, right? Like in a coaching session, but also with yourself moment to moment, like what is the next best thought feeling I can choose? A thought that is going to create a new emotional experience for me in this moment. We often will want, we reach for the future, especially if you're, um, a coach that has ambitious goals, or if you're just working for a business, you know, a business goal that you haven't achieved yet, it's so easy to get caught up in the future, but that's not where your power is. Your power is always in the now. So when you do this work, we're always checking with our body. Like, how am I feeling right now? What's going on in my stomach right now? If I were to explain with a word, how I'm feeling, what would that be? And if you can't do the words, like the emotional scale, I think it's just as valid just to explain like, I feel tight. I feel heavy. I feel like constricted, right? Um, because sometimes I think we get caught up on the wrong things. Like, am I in powerlessness or am I in <laughs> um, like grief? Like it, that, I don't want you to get caught up in the trivialness of the emotional scale. I, I use it in general. Like I'm kind of just noticing, am I trending down? Am I in the lower end of the scale or am I in the upper end of the scale? And am I, which way am I trending? In general, I think that will help you just noticing with yourself. And that way you can, as soon as you can articulate it with yourself, you can also help your clients articulate it just by um, either a show of hands or in the chat. Like how many of you have you worked with clients who weren't able to express how they were feeling? Right? Like they have a hard time. Um, I'm going to change this. Hold on. To gallery. Let's see if I can do it. Um, man, my zoom is like looking different. Okay. There we go. Um, just like, I see a few hands. Yeah. Like it's, it's hard to help someone when they can't, um, articulate what they're saying, but without judgment of that, right? Like we're going back to just accepting what is, we don't have to judge whatever they're feeling, even if they can't articulate it, it can help them elevate in their consciousness, the more familiar they get, even just with talking about what's going on with their body. I feel constricted in my throat. I feel heavy in my shoulders. I feel tense. Um, words like that can be just as beneficial as like powerlessness or grief or apathy or whatever. Um, because I think if you remember that the point is just to help them rise in consciousness, even just one space up can make a difference. The less we, you know, judge our ability to process and stuff like that, the more we actually can process and rise in consciousness. Okay. Um, I want to open it again, if there's any questions, because I feel like I just word vomited a little bit. <laughs> um, do you guys need any clarifications from what we've talked about so far? Okay, so then I do have homework for you because I want I want you to consider this for yourself. Like I said, this is our work first before we can help anyone else. It's not that we can't, it's not that we're incapable. It's just that level of intimacy with yourself is going to allow you to do this work with your clients in a smooth way. Um, I think one of some of the feedback that I get from my clients on their coaching skills or I guess coaching abilities is like, I just, sometimes I get stuck on, I don't know what to say, or I feel um, like lost as to where to go. And this, this scale, there's no right or wrong way to use it or to help people um, 
like spiral upward, right? And I think if you're a good student, if um, you're like in from the mainstream, especially like I know I was a super good student. I like listen to the teacher. I try to get the right answers. And then in coaching, and this is why I called it the art of deep coaching, not like the science of deep coaching, because there's not like a right or wrong way. And so if I'm sharing stories or examples on how I coached and you're like, I would have done it differently, like that's okay. This is empowering you to use whatever I share, the skill set, the, the tools, the ideas, the principles, whatever, in a way that you use it with your unique skill set. We're going to talk about your sense of humor. Um, we're going to talk about like um, tools. I couldn't think of the word, sorry. Like the model, if you use the model heavily in your coaching, that's totally okay, even though I don't, because I believe in energetic matches you're the perfect coach for the clients that come into your world. And the way that you approach it, even though I want to empower you with a different way of thinking about yourself and a different way of thinking about coaching, be your unique self because that's why they hired you. They hired you for a reason. And so some thoughts that I believe that are like empowering for me is like, I'm the best coach for my clients. Um, that makes me feel empowered. It makes me feel full of love. Um, like a simple thought is like, I love my clients. I come back to that so much. My intentions are good. That keeps me on the upper side of the emotional scale when I'm coaching, right? Like I just love them. And I don't worry about trying to say things right. I try to serve them. And so sometimes we are going to be in a situation where we have to say something hard, or we have to point out something that might be painful so that we can move up, right? Because there, there's always stories that, or perception that's creating the experience. And if we're afraid to point it out, we can like withhold the opportunity for our client to rise. And so part of our work is to get intimate with how we do this with ourselves by telling ourselves the truth so that we know actually the truth sets us free. Actually, even though it can be painful to be like, I'm creating this for myself, like it is the necessary step to get us to where we want to go. And so my encouragement and my hope for you is to like, you take what we talked about today and actually do something different in your life today. And the other game that I like to play with, because I'm, if, if I like, if I had to pick like a general where, like where I trend on the scale, I trend anywhere from neutral to like optimistic on a given day. I'm pretty, I'm a pretty happy person. Um, I'm at peace a lot with my life. And part of my work has been to be, be able to not judge the emotional scale on the downside, <laughs> right? And so we're always, we all have our work, no matter where you're, you're trending, there's work to do so that you can be a better soundboard, a better mirror, a better coach for your clients. And so it doesn't matter how you're feeling today. It doesn't matter um, what's going on. Like you can do this work because the other side of this work, which I mentioned was the upper limit problem is like, you can feel better. There's always room to trend better. And so even if you're good, even if you're like, yeah, I'm pretty optimistic, like you can still trend upward. And that's like, that's like high achiever work. And I think most of you guys on, on this call are going to be up for that. So even if you're feeling good, even if you like, like, I mean, I literally wrote my life is good when I did that, you know, the three statements that we went through and I could reach for better, not because good is bad, not because where I'm at is bad. I don't need to judge it, but what else would be possible if I trended even more upward today, if I got into, you know, enlightenment or like abundance like what would, what else could I create if I wasn't just feeling neutrally good, <laughs> right? And that's exciting to think about. 
Tina, I can already take the gap gain idea and run with it for myself today. Seeing it conceptually really helped my brain. Yeah, I love that. Um, and it's, it's so, it's like always available, right? We could always look at the gap, but we could also always look at the gains, especially training your mind to see non-tangible gains. Like I have more resilience. I have more courage. Like those kinds of things can also help you trend upward as well. Instead of um, being obsessed with tangible results, which I think has a, has a role for sure. But if you're looking for gains in all areas of your life, not just the tangible things, that's an easy way to trend up too. So if you're feeling good, or if you identified someplace on the emotional scale where you're at without judgment, or just witnessing, how can you trend up today? How can you reach for that ne next best thought? Like it can be simple. So one of the things that I learned in my own life is it, it gives me a lot of personal power, which is I'm very interested in your personal power so that you can share that gift with other people. When we know how to cultivate personal power, we can help other people personally. <laughs> we can help other people cultivate personal power. Uh, that's a tongue twister. And so I, the other day, I, I guess this was a couple months ago, I realized I knew how to be happy, like doing dishes. And this sounds very simple, but you're going to get what I'm saying in a second. Like I was doing dishes and I was just like doing that same thing. Like I'm going to reach for the next best feeling thought. Like, I'm just so grateful that like I have dishes to do and I have a sink and I have a kitchen. And then I looked at my kids playing and I was like, I'm so happy that they're playing with each other. And then like all of a sudden, like I was like, I had like tears coming down my face because I was so grateful for my life. And I was like, this skill set, everyone needs to know how to do this because I was so happy doing freaking dishes that like, and now I can extend that gift to you guys. And you guys can like, that's what we do as coaches, right? Like we elevate our consciousness. Yeah. Appreciation is powerful. Appreciation is one of the tools. Like what's the next best thing I can appreciate in my life. And I love that. Um, like if I can be happy doing dishes, it doesn't matter what happens in my business. I'm going to be fine. Right. If I can find ways to appreciate my life, even if my toddler throws a tantrum, I win. I can be happy in traffic. I can be happy doing nothing. I can be happy outside. I can be happy in the cold. Like this is a skill set, a way of seeing and perceiving our life that makes us invincible. Yes, Kylie. Yes, I love it. <laughs> like I feel a lot of personal power because I'm not waiting for circumstances or people to validate the way I want to feel. I create that. And so this is why I love the next best thought feeling because it's always available. And sometimes we get on autopilot and sometimes things get hard and I'm not, we don't have to have judgment for that. Like I said, em negative emotions are not something to judge or something to witness and hold space for, because there's also intelligence there. Um, one of the, my favorite questions to ask, especially for negative emotions is what is this showing me? Because it's showing me something about my perception. And I like asking my clients that question too, like, what is this showing you? Or what intelligence is here for you? but that comes from a place of non-judgment. And so when we talk about the emotional scale, we're gonna be using it as a tool for the next, couple, like the next few sessions. Um, it's not because the, on the downward spiral, it's bad. Even downward spiral has some like negative connotation <laughs> to it, but I don't want you to think of it that way. I just want you to think of it as like, I'm a powerful creator, especially all of you guys with businesses, like you are a powerful creator. And you create your emotional experience too. And if you want to create something you haven't created before, it's probably because you just need to trend up a little bit more and then take action, right? Like, and I use this example all the time. There's a totally different energetic quality to a coach who sells their coaching package 
from a place of fear or anxiety than a coach who sells their coaching package. They could use the same words. They could do the same actions. But if they're in a different plane of consciousness, it's going to be experienced differently. If they're coming from love and abundance and fun and joy, they could literally say the same word. Then you guys know exactly what I'm talking about, right? They could share the same Instagram posts, the same story, the same carousel, the same live. They could do the same things and it doesn't work. And this is why people get different results from the same programs. It's because of how they execute based on where they are in their levels of consciousness. And so the more you can trend upward, the more powerful of a creator you become. And I really, really believe this. So I want you to consider how often do you let yourself trend downward without judgment? Like I said, we're not judging it. We're just witnessing. I, before I found coaching, like, I just thought I was like, okay, it's a bad day. This is just going to be a bad day. And then guess what? My day got worse usually. (laughs) And taking our power back to me, when people say that, that's like a very trendy coach word, take your power back. To me, this is what it means is taking control of which way you're trending based on your perception. And so to empower you guys so that you can empower your clients, like, I feel like this is the best work we can do. I'm super excited about this program because we're going to do work on you, which will help you do work with your clients. The thing that I often will say to my one-on-one clients is like, one of my goals for you is to have emotional intimacy with yourself, which I'm, which means like you understand actually like how you feel, what you want and how you want to feel in a way that you can articulate it and also empower you in the moment to change it if you wish. And I want that for you guys, because I think it's like, like Kylie said, like it makes you invincible. And the point isn't, it's not because it's morally better to feel happy or joy. Like, I really want to reiterate that because even though it's, it's just words, like understanding that on a soul level will change the way you experience like negative, even more negative emotions, like the downward side of the spiral, right? There's beauty there. There's intelligence there. There's purpose there. And you don't have to stay there. I think that's a beautiful way to look at it. So I hope you do this work in your life when you're taking a shower, like how can you make your shower better? When you're doing the dishes, what can you appreciate about your life? When you get on social media, trying to sell your coaching, like how can you just take a different perspective so that your energy, your consciousness is different when you do the same actions? There will be a quality to your life that is like indescribable. In fact, if you looked at the map of consciousness um, by David R. Hawkins at the top, um, the level is like enlightenment and he says ineffable. It's like indescribable. And I've had glimpses of that. And I'm sure you have too, where you're just so happy. It's like, you can't even putting words to it is like hard because it take, kind of takes away from the experience. And that's not, I don't think that's the goal of life is to get to that point all the time. I mean, like, you know, you could be Zen all day, but like, I don't think that that's the point of life. I really believe we're meant to experience the whole range of emotions and learn how to navigate and become the creator by trending upward over time. Um, That's why there's opposition in all things. That's why we're here. I really believe that. And so I want you to take this challenge on and like reach for that next best thought feeling today, right now. And then I'll see you tomorrow. Okay. Tomorrow our call is at 7 PM. And I understand that that's not an easy time for everyone, but if you can make it, I would love to see you there. And you'll be getting, it's like the same zoom link every time in case you lose emails, but you'll get emails from me too, to remind you. Are there any questions before I let you go? Any thoughts that you want to share? All right, you guys. Awesome. Then I will see you tomorrow. Do this work. 
Don't just listen to me talk. You hear a lot of people talking. Actually do this work in your own life. It'll change it, okay? All right, bye.